Sometimes I'm not satisfied with everything that I read, and I get a chance to go take a deeper look. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page and the all the podcasts, Straight Talk, Lock and Load, and Gun Owners News Hour available on the free Odyssey app. Joining me now is a gentleman who is local, who sells the accursed Liberty Gun Safes, in addition to other name brands, and he knows the business very well. Joining me now is Mark Alfonso. Good afternoon, sir. Or good morning, rather. Sorry. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Bill. Thank, thanks for taking the time this morning. Yes, sir. What is the name of your business? 360 Security? 360 Security Products. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, and move a safe. We also have a move a safe uh, branch. That's actually a very. I, I, I'm. I don't know why I'm surprised that that exists, though, because moving a safe is not the easiest thing in the world. Now, is it? If you actually <laughs> install it well, you got to bolt it to the ground or to the wall or something. And concrete is where they want it to go. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Um, how long have we, the buying public, been more interested in a digital touchpad than a dial for a safe? How long, or, or a key? How long is that, when, when did that come into play? Do you, were you in the business when that happened? Uh, no, I'm not quite that, that uh, long in the tooth. Oh. Um, but, but electronic locks have been on safes, I would say, probably three plus decades. Right. Uh, or I should say available on safes for three plus decades. Um, and, and there is a varying degree of quality of those electric locks uh, or digital locks that are available. Right. Uh, which is also something that folks don't realize sometimes there, there's there's a difference in uh, in quality. Well, I had one one time that it was battery operated and the battery yes, was inside the safe. And I just wondered. Well, what happens if the battery dies and I can't get inside the safe to, and I think I had a, a, a key to get into it or something else in, in that event. Right, like but, a but, key. Yeah, yeah. Right. But right. here's my question. Mm -hmm. This is my question. So this guy, in, in the other day with the FBI, had a Liberty safe, and, yes, it, and they it, it doesn't bother me nearly as much about the fact that they supplied it without a warrant. That's bad enough. They'll have to deal with that on their own. Um, no, they did. How, they, let, let me. Yes, let, me, let me let me interject there. Sure. They, that's incorrect. They did provide it with a warranty, but it was a baseline warranty. It was a no, warranty. No, no, I'm talking about when they when they gave the code to open the safe. Yes, they did. They did. They did supply a warrant. Well, they did have they a were, warrant, but it did. didn't name Liberty Safe as one of the people. Correct. In the Correct. It didn't. It didn't name the safe manufacturer or the serial number of the safe. Right. Which we'll speak to in a bit about how they do that now. Well, I mean, I, I used to think that that warrants had to be very specific. But, but let's get beyond all of that stuff. Same all of here. these guys that have these digital locks on these safes. Mm -hmm. Is Liberty Safe alone maintaining these codes to get into safes after they've sold them? No. And no, is sir. the code, no. is the code, is the code, would, would, is there like one code works with all? Is it all, is it no. all uh, serial number specific? So the first question of do they alone would be no. That The answer would be no. So for, for, for sake of ease, the big four, okay, which would be Liberty, Browning, Fort Knox, and Rhino, okay, all these are the, are the main manufacturers or big manufacturers 
of safes. Right. Um, they they all have a database of sorts that at some point in time, at some juncture in their in their uh, manufacturing, uh, they started database, which again, all of these manufacturers I mentioned provide warranties, some limited lifetime warranty, some just straight up lifetime warranty on their product for different uh, whether it's attempted burglary, fire, uh, you know, theft of sort. Uh, or if a person uh, loses their combo, someone's deceased, someone that holds the, the estate or the uh, ability to um, uh, run the things when someone passes, right. have the opportunity with that database to then contact Liberty through proof of ownership, of, of uh, authorization, to then be helped to get the family members uh, into the safe through their warranty that that's been for years and years decades these four is what i'm going to speak to at this point um and that well, is for one a, question about the four mechanical okay you just answered okay. that because i was going to ask about okay. the mechanical okay yes sir so so to to that end also you mentioned digital and then we talked about this fellow that recently in the news that was a mechanical dial that was literally the mechanical style dial like you had in high school where you turn left, you turn right, you turn left again, My and then to an open thing. position. Yeah. Okay? So those are available on just about any safe made by those four manufacturers. Now, you folks that want to buy these safes, and that's just fine, at the big box store are going to get what they get that's available, and that's what the box store will provide. Uh, independent dealers like myself, you know, we, we can put either lock on any model that you, that you choose. Um, and it'll be, you know, the combos will be provided to Liberty or are already in the safe lock, not the safe in the lock from the factory for the reasons I mentioned before. Right. Well, one thing I will say, yeah, one thing, one thing I'm going to say about the big box stores, and I I mean nothing, no harm about this or anything, because uh, Mm -hmm. I think Liberty makes safes for Cabela's, don't they? They do, yes, sir. I've often thought that there's two things about a safe that makes it a safe. One, it's going to prevent somebody from taking something. It's going to be too heavy for them to pick it up and take it with them to get to that something. The other thing, though, has to do with how it fares in a fire. Yes, sir. And... I would presume that like a Rhino safe or a Fort Knox um, is going to fare better in a fire than some of these safes I might pick up at a big box store. Is that right? Well, yeah. So, so something to keep in mind: all of the manufacturers we're talking about, and 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 others, have grades of safes. Right. So let let's stick to Liberty and Cabela's, for instance. So all the safes that Liberty makes for across the spectrum of 30 minute fire rating to two and a half hour fire rating. And, and they, with that fire rating is relative to the security rating, right? Steel gets thicker, more bolts are provided, all those sort of things. Correct. Now the, the same safes, the same production line that builds those safes, build the safes that have Cabela's name on them. So if it's a 30 minute fire rated safe that you buy from Cabela's, it likely is exactly like the 30-minute safe that we can provide, i.e., there'll be some differences in the way the insides uh, are configured, right. how many colors are available to right. you, and you're going to get what came to Cabela's if it's electronic or mechanical. That's what you well, get. That's what you get put in the back of your truck. 
I'm about to run out of time, so I just want to ask you this one question, and I'm going to leave it at this, you know. Um, so, was Liberty safe at? Did were they at fault with this? With this one particular incident, were they at fault? Uh, here, here's what I would. This is my personal opinion, and I think what is a big thought on the public's mind. They were at fault in a sense of being tone deaf. They they followed their current policy just as, and I was going to read your blurb here from one of the four manufacturers before I mentioned the name of the manufacturer, just to see what this reactive and what this reaction has been to this, this entire issue. You know, um, their policy to the date of this t- transpiring and the day after was that when a law enforcement entity provided them with a warrant to search a home and they had that to provide liberty, that was the threshold. That threshold has changed and increased, let's say, to now subpoena with the name of the of the product attached and the serial number of that said item, i.e. safe. Right. Now that all the manufacturers have now shifted and now required that. Okay. The threshold has been raised, in other words. The bar has been raised. But they were following their policy. The, the, the biggest thing that, that anyone can point to to say that they were guilty of is that they, they are essentially, like many other companies, and the ones that are reactive to what's going on in society and politics and so forth, they were, they, they were tone deaf. They, they weren't prepared. You know, everybody right. was kind of, you know, in the fringes, if you will. Okay. Well, I'm running out of time. I need to come out there and check out your place just to look at the gun safes. I've, I'm using oh. a toolbox right now, and I've got some guns just sitting out because they're pretty, and you told me the other day that was not a okay. good idea. So I'll be doing that very shortly. Okay. Thank well, you. you very- again. Well, oh, I'm, 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 running, I'm running out of time, Mark. I really am. Uh, thank you for taking the time. We'll be talking again. Uh, what's the name of your 360 security products? 360 security products. If you're looking for a gun safe, if you're looking to move a gun safe, that's the place to go, 360 Security Products. Thank you for taking the time to join me today, sir. Thanks, sir. Doom. We have doom coming, and there's no walking it back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. Nothing like a consensus. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. You know what? We were notified the other day. You, me, everybody you love, we all are now. And there's no way of getting out of it. We're all now in the danger zone. Doomed, I tell you, doomed. CNN says it's pretty much time to bend over and kiss your asterisk goodbye. (laughs) Because we're on the highway to the danger zone. Okay. We get this from them. Conditions on Earth may be moving outside the safe operating space for humanity, according to dozens of scientists. Go ahead and turn that down, wildcard. Uh... Human actions have pushed the world into the danger zone on several key indicators of planetary health threatening to trigger dramatic changes in conditions on Earth, according to a new analysis from 29 scientists in eight countries. 
You should never mess with the cult scientists when they're doing the maths because they are very serious people. We get this. The nine boundaries first set out in a 2009 paper aimed to establish a set of defined limits on changes humans are making to the planet from pumping out planet heating pollution to clearing forests for farming. Beyond these limits, the theory goes, the risk of destabilizing conditions on Earth increases dramatically. That's interesting about the clearing forest parts. The limits are designed to be conservative to enable society to solve the problems before reaching a very high risk zone. This coming from Catherine Richardson. She pointed out the unprecedented summer of extreme weather that the world just experienced at 1.2 degrees Celsius of global warming. We didn't think it was going to be like this at 1 degree Celsius. No human has experienced conditions that we're experiencing right now. Oh my God. No person? No, never? Well, actually that's not true because in 2016 we experienced it. It was warmer then in July in 2016. It was warmer in 1998, 1999. Same threshold. But of course... According to the science, trademark pending. Professor quoted above, you know, no humans were alive during those lost in those primordial swamp years. Were you around in 2016? I highly doubt it because that was back in the olden times. On Twitter, we get from Dr. Matthew Willicki. In summary, July was not even close to the warmest month experienced by humans. In fact, as stated by the IPCC, July temperatures in the mid-Holocene for the USA, China, Europe, and Japan, as well as many other regions. But basically encompassing the, the biggest swath of humanity out there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Last month was the fifth, only the fifth warmest August since they began record keeping as humans first walked the earth in 2005. So the doomers have all convinced themselves it's all over and we're all done for. And uh, I can only imagine what it would be like to uh, be around, you know, are these people parents, do they have children? Are they looking at the child saying, no, we're not putting aside a college fund for you. We're all going to be dead soon. We're going to be burning. Are they planning for the societal collapse? And if they are, how are they doing it? Because we're hurtling towards the boiled so hard we're now gaseous. From Twitter, from Sophie Gabrielle, at Code Red Earth. Many honest hashtag climate scientists say they are expecting collapse. And think about that. For decades, people in power ignored the coming catastrophe and it's out of control, heading to unknown territory. Nonlinear change. Bill McGuire. Climate scientist at Professor Bill McGuire. I hope I am wrong and others may see things differently, but I'm expecting effective societal collapse by mid-century and planning for my partner and I and our kids accordingly. How? What are you doing? What are you doing? And how are we well outside safe operating space for humanity? You know, mankind, humans, have existed in a time when saber-toothed cats were running around. That was dangerous back then, you know. Oh, but Bill, there was no climate problem. There were lots of other issues. Lots of other issues. And what, okay, what are we doing? So we've already got a bunch of yahoos in charge of things that have put, on, put us on track for 
man, mandated divestment of children, vehicles, warmth in winter, lights in the darkness, meat products, cheese, any general sense of comfort in our lives. So, okay, what do you want? What else do you want to strip away? Well, they want a couple of other things, believe it or not. They want to get rid of companion animals. And I guess because, one, pets would need to be fed precious resources. And two, so they don't become precious resources when the other resources dry up, as this would traumatize the few children left when they're forced to eat Bootsy for survival. As if that would actually be a thing. Global cultists are pragmatic in these ways. Here we get from Bernie's Voice, at Bernie's Voice. Media nudge, it's time to give up your pets. Every single bit of human physical closeness and comfort is being ripped to shreds on the altar of ideology you've never been asked to vote for. Your life will be changed utterly unless you take a stand. And this is also never mentioned in their boiling earth story that, co that cold kills nine times more people every year than heat does. Or that these newly expensive climate disasters are happening in the same places they always have. But these places now have 30% or more people living there who have nicer houses that contain all their stuff as well as businesses who support them. So, when you adjust for inf inflation, there's been no increase in uh, damage costs because of natural disasters. That's a problem. And their enablers, they, they don't mention that the majority of the hellish, fiery inferno pictures used to illustrate their Dante-esque articles are the result of forest mismanagement coupled with arsonists working their, their craft, not the tailpipe emissions in your six-year-old car or the incandescent bulb that keeps your chickens warm. They're out there screaming, the sky's falling, seas are rising, frogs are boiling! We're not in a climate emergency. What we're in is a mental health emergency. We have too many young people right now today looking around thinking any minute now the air around them is going to combust. They're going to be incinerated. That's not going to happen, children. You walk on the earth, the Goldilocks planet. These things that you're being told is uh, this is all this is all for you to give up everything you got? They want you to give up your dog, your car, your clothes, your food. In in some cases, they want you to give. And listen, as they drive you into this mental health thing, just remember what I talked about earlier. When Canada is looking at euthanizing people that have mental health issues, it's all one big circle of uh, fun stuff for them. But we're still here. This is, and you know, despite the BLM trade-off that you're about to hear about. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. It is a very muddled world we live in. Although, looking at the text line, you guys get it. You guys understand it. And I appreciate that you guys get it. That, that means we have some hope. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. 
Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, if that is your cup of tea. And for those of you that just want to listen and listen and listen and listen, go get the free Odyssey app. You will find all three shows that I do, Straight Talk with Bill Frady, Lock and Load with Bill Frady, and Gun Owners News Hour. All there available for free. Don't cost nothing. Travis Campbell, uh, he was a Ph.D. student in economics at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. Economics guys are always about math. And this is when, when, you know, that's what John Lott is. John Lott is an economist. So he, from 2014 to 2019, he tracked 1,600 BLM protests across the country involving 350,000 protesters. He found that in these areas where they protested, there was a 15 to 20% reduction, all of this in 2019, by the way, 15 to 20% reduction in lethal use of force by police officers, which amounted to about 300 fewer homicides in census places that saw BLM protests. All of this, by the way, pre-George Floyd, okay? Pre, but post-Ferguson, post-Michael Brown, that kind of, post-Trayvon Martin, you know, these kind of things. But along with that, those fewer homicides by police, there was a 10% increase in murders in the areas that saw these protests. So from 2014 to 2019, there was an increase of 6,000 more homicides than would have been expected in places with protests if they were on the same trend as places that did not have protests, which means the police are supported and they go out there and they do their job. Sometimes, unfortunately, people, when you have a very bad person doing very bad things and when they will not stop, when they are faced by the police and they will not stop, sometimes they're going to get killed. That is an occupational hazard. And when that happens, what we should be doing is getting behind that young officer, whoever that may be, or that older officer, or whatever it is that happens to do this, and we need to support them and see that they're okay because this doesn't, you know, doesn't happen in a vacuum. They're not pulling out a lucky strike and licking it and getting in the testarosa and saying, okay, Tub, let's go next. His study covered the years 2014 to 2019. And like I said, it didn't in, in involve George Floyd. But a guy named Andrew Sullivan looked at this and it, uh, you know. We've seen the same sort of reduction since 2020. And we've seen a big upsurge in shootings and murders nationwide. And uh, he said, what if the final legacy of Black Lives Matter is that it actually succeeds in its core goal and that in the future, far fewer black Americans are shot by the cops. But what if the price of that symbolic victory is in fact a huge increase in the numbers of innocent black lives lost to civilian murder? Now, I, I, I've i never been a police officer, right? I got to meet a few kids the other day that, uh, at Upstate Warrior Solutions that were police officers. I call them kids because they're old enough to be police officers, but they're younger than me. And I looked at them, and I realized that these guys are out there doing it. This is a thankless job that they do. Nobody likes them. Well, nobody likes them unless something bad happens, and then they're making a phone call in the middle of the night, and then they are their daddy. They're everybody's daddy when they need help, aren't they? Even the ones that want to defund them. Now, these BLM protests have, in fact, changed police behavior, focusing on lethal force. Now, there was the Michael Brown era and the George Floyd era, which was post-2020. 
They looked at 1,076 U.S. census places, cities, and towns with at least one BLM protest from 2014 to 2021. They merged the data and to identify the effect that this brought about, they used an event study approach. And the findings suggest that the BLM protest led police departments to pull back from interactions with the public and obtain body cameras leading to increased crime and decreased police killings. Well, that's probably because they're not going to where the, where the problems are. Specifically, over the last five years after local BLM protests, property crime arrests decreased by approximately 12%, while reported murders increased by roughly 11.5%. That's over 3,000 additional homicides. The body camera was adopted as a result of BLM protests in a lot of ways. But um, this was not about, this wasn't the, the reason that they wanted there to be body cams is not why they were actually adopted. They were adopted to improve evidence quality or reduce agency liability. And, you know, this sort of lent itself to reducing the use of force and enhancing community perception. But the combined effect of police pullback and the widespread adoption of body cameras led to a 10 to 15% reduction on lethal force between the end of 2014 and 2019. Now, we've seen some of these reductions in lethal force, like the cop that was running backwards as somebody was running at him with a knife. Now, that's probably because his there's an agency policy telling him to de-escalate at all costs, Right? So what we're asking in some places, thankfully, I don't think we're we're asking for it here, but uh, you know, in some places we're asking for the police to go out there and put themselves in harm's way, and then when harm comes after them, to do everything but actually fight that harm coming their way. So the question becomes, did the BLM protest actually do anything any good for the community they purport to represent? And I say no. I say no. The Ferguson effect is still happening today. The whole Michael Brown brouhaha still happening today. And that cop that engaged Michael Brown, that guy was trying to take his gun. A lot of cops get killed with their own gun. And that uh, Michael Brown, he had his thumb blown off as he was trying to get the gun. And then when the cop got out, after he'd been beating him up in the car trying to get his gun after he got out of the car, Michael Brown was going to charge him. Michael Brown was a big, big young man. Not having a a traditional weapon in your hands does not make you unarmed. You and I, as civilians, we only have to look at disparity of force as one of the parameters we have to follow in order to employ lethal force. We don't have to get out there and try to de-escalate the situation. We don't. Cops do. We're asking them to go out there, wear a body cam, and uh, run. Pull back. That's that's what they're getting, and it, this is costing lives. This is costing lives. I think we're going to look really hard at the text line. I haven't given it enough love. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.
go to the text line. Because I want to go to the text line because I've been seeing some really good stuff. The GS Plumbing Talk line is one 800 On the text line, Bill, did you just say Canada was going to euthanize all the leftists? I, I know what you're doing there. I, I, I see what you're doing. Because I've often said, well, they, they have mental illness. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Ron and Moore. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, Bill. Uh, I, I was listening and stuff, and, uh, you know, some of the stuff you were talking about. Well, my son, who lives in Florida, uh, he had the COVID, and uh, his doctor re- recommended him to, you know, go to the hospital. And uh, he did. And uh, oh, they tried to make him wear a mask, but he had he had some other issues. He had was on blood thinner and stuff like that because he had problems with blood clots. And uh, it was mandatory then that, oh, he got this shot. And uh, so he got this shot of, uh, I forget what the, what it was. And, remdesivir? Uh, course, um, huh? Was it remdesivir? Uh, I forget what the shot. name okay. of it was. Yes, sir. And, uh, and of course, I'm up here in South Carolina. He's down in uh, Spring Hill, Florida. And uh, and then they said, you know, oh, you got to, well, he's in, he had to wear a mask. And he, he wouldn't keep a mask on. He says, I can't breathe. I'm having a hard time breathing. I ain't wearing a mask. And uh, while he was in the hospital. But uh, they said, well, we'll put you on a ventilator. And he said, no. He said, just let me rest. I'm in the hospital. I'll get better in a couple of days. You know, it's not that bad. And fortunately, I got the phone call. Two days later, he died. He's 52 years old. He's a great kid. (laughs) Well, Ron, here's what I'll tell you. First of all, I'm very sorry that that happened to you. My father, I had a heart attack at 53. And uh, it almost killed me, and I think it sort of shook my father a little bit too. So I, I get where you're coming from, as far as that, because no no yeah. parent should ever, no parent should have to see one of their children die before they do. That's just not the way it works. And um, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you that would. I mean, there's no closure for you, and I understand that. Yeah. So you know, if you believe what I believe, then uh, at the very least. He's somewhere where he's not hurting, but that's, that's all beside the point of how he got there. And, uh, you know, there's going to be payback for that. There will be some form of payback on that one. Well, I don't know because, you know, the hospitals were protected. Okay. If somebody was diagnosed and said they died from COVID, right. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, do anything. I mean, it's. In, in the end, in the end, Ron, the the truth always roots itself to the surface. It always it's it's a thing that struggles to see the light. And we know why he was in the. I know exactly why he was in the hospital. He was a head count. As long as they said it was COVID, uh, you know they were getting paid for it. They got paid a lot of money for this, Ron. 
They did. Right. Yeah, they get paid a lot of money. So, you know, my my, my, my heart and my prayers go out to you and your family. Uh, I'm, well, I'm very you, sorry for the loss of your son. You know, he was well, he's a little younger than I am, you know, and I still look at the, you know, those 50-somethings as kids like you do. Yeah, so. well. I'm I'm older than you are. So. <laughs> well, that's that, that's bound. There's bound to be just by odds, and I hope so. And I hope that you know, hope you stay around a long time because that gives well, me hope that I will stay around a long time. Well, so. I I love listening to you, and I, I was listening to WRD every day from six o'clock in the morning till you know all day long, and just. There ain't crap on TV except good old Western shows. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go back and watch the old shows when we were kids there, Ron. That's the way it oh, was when we were yeah, kids. Man, that do. was better TV. I, Listen, hey, you, yeah, man, I, you have a very good I've weekend. i episode of Andy Griffith. And, there you uh, go. And uh, MASH. I love right? MASH. Right. <laughs> well, I'm running out of time, Ron. You have a good weekend. And, and hey, you keep you, you keep you and your family keep family. tight. You guys stay tight, right? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yes, sir. Sometimes something happens that I'm not prepared for, but at the very least, I'm that was that just shows the human scope, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It does. You guys have a good weekend. I'm going to be back here plying the trade on Monday. You are listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.